Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back. Here's a look at your weekend footy fix. This afternoon, we have a big one in the Bundesliga. Bayern taking on Leverkusen at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Then later this evening, Racing Louisville will host the Houston Dash at 7.30 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. On Saturday morning, Manchester United taking on Brighton 10 a.m. on Peacock. We have Hudson River Derby at 3.30 p.m. on Apple TV Plus. And Atlanta will host Inter Miami at 5 p.m. also on Apple TV Plus. And then on Sunday, Bournemouth will face Chelsea at 9 a.m. You can watch that match on USA. And Roma will face Empoli at 2.45 on Paramount+. Plus. And right now, we're going to send it back on over to Michelle for some more headlines. Take it away, Michelle. Thanks, Susanna. We start with Americans abroad and U.S. men's national team fullback Sam Vines has been inadvertently left off of Royal Antwerp's UEFA Champions League roster. Antwerp manager Mark Van Bommel confirmed the omission, telling Belgium newspaper HLN, we didn't do it right, Vines did belong on the list. We made a mistake and it cannot be corrected. Vines played in both legs of Royal Antwerp's Champions League playoff series win against AEK Athens and scored a goal in the team's last win before the international break. But somehow Antwerp still forgot to put him on their Champions League roster. Spain's World Cup winning squad looks like it won't be taking the field anytime soon. According to multiple reports, Spain's women's team is set to reject the latest call-ups for national team duty. The move comes after 81 Spanish players signed a letter released by the Players' Union last month stating they would refuse to play for the national team until there were changes in leadership at the football, Spanish Football Federation. There have been major changes with Luis Rubiales resigning as Federation president and Jorge Vilda fired as head coach, but that is reported not enough to convince Spain's players to return for upcoming Nations League matches against Sweden and Switzerland.
In other women's soccer news, the draw for the UEFA Women's World Women's Champions League playoff round took place this morning, and Manchester United has been drawn into the marquee match of the round. United will take on Paris Saint-Germain in one of the 12 matchups that will determine the final 12 participants in the Women's Champions League group stage. Paris FC pulled off an upset of the previous round by eliminating Arsenal, and their reward is another tough draw facing returning Champions League finalist Wolfsburg. The Women's Champions League playoff first legs take place on October 10th and 11th, with the second legs set for October 18th and 19th. In English Premier League news, Everton has officially been sold. The Liverpool-based club's new owners are American investment firm 777 Partners. Fahad Moshiri is selling Everton seven years after he bought the club. 777 Partners will make Everton the 10th Premier League team with American ownership. The Toffees narrowly avoided being relegated for the first time in club history last season and are off to a poor start to start the new season with just one point from four matches. Staying in England, Fulham has announced the signing of Portuguese midfielder Jao Palinha to a new contract. The 28-year-old has signed through 2027-2028 season in a deal that comes after he came close to a summer transfer to Bayern Munich. The German champions are reportedly expected to make another bid for Palinha in January. Another player who has signed a new contract is Kyle Walker. The England defender has agreed to a new deal with treble-winning Manchester City that will keep him at the club through 2025-2026 season. The new deal comes after Walker came close to leaving City to sign with Bayern Munich before changing his mind and staying with the club he has spent the past six seasons with. Staying in Manchester, the Jaden Sancho soap opera at Manchester United has taken yet another turn. The winger has been formally removed from first-team training in the wake of his public war of words with manager Eric Ten Hag. According to multiple reports, the demotion came after Sancho refused to apologize for his reaction to criticism from Ten Hag. Sancho was left out of the United squad for their loss to Arsenal before the international break, with Ten Hag telling reporters the decision was based on Sancho's form in training. Sancho responded to that via social media, saying he has been made a scapegoat. Alexis, as someone who has been familiar with being punished for things that they say. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That was, that was the first time I saw that coming through. I'm like, but where is this going? Michelle. Are you wearing a wire? Um, what is wrong with you? This is, this is uh, so do you agree with <laughs> Sancho responding the way he did and just the way this has played out? Or do you think he should have just kept quiet? Uh, I, I feel like I should consult with my lawyer before answering any of the questions you just asked. I think I get why the fans are upset with Sancho because if you're being told you're not training well enough and you're not good enough at the moment to play, maybe don't go to a party in New York, maybe stick to training and prove to the manager. But if you feel, and I'll, I'll actually let you answer this part, but I'll give you my two cents. If you feel disrespected or looked past by your manager and you feel that that relationship is at the point where you don't get respected and you're not going to get a fair shot, I totally get why Sancho is reacting the way he is. He's trying to take control of his career again at a point where it's kind of critical because now you've sort of been essentially a flop and unused or not used correctly for going on two years now when you completely balled out in Dorman. Are you Dorman. really taking control of your career by going to New York and partying? Outside of that, I'm simply saying, I'm posting on social or, media or and saying, being, let me give you my side of the story. Right. But to, to go out and do that, which means you're going against the manager, whether you like it or not, you that should be behind closed doors. Because yeah. once you open it up, then that's when the punishments come. That's when you don't get the opportunity to play. If you go to the coach's office, the manager's office, you say, hey, why are, you, why are you saying that to the, to the press? 
That's not, that's not how I feel. Mm -hmm. You hash it out there, and you prove it on the pitch every day. And, plus, and you don't get caught doing You go into hyper-focus mode of just working hard because eventually an opportunity will fall your way. Now, Entity's gone, all this uncertainty, and you're not playing when you should be playing. Mm -hmm. It's because of how you handled it. So this is straight on Jaden Sancho and nobody else. For the record, he was allowed to go to New York. Wait. It just doesn't look bad when you're not getting minutes to go party when you could be training and trying to prove As your, a player prove your point. going to Manchester United, you're going to be under a microscope and you got to have feeling for what you say and how you say it and how it's perceived, how it's interpreted. Not only did it's he say, he, he tweeted that little note about what had happened and then he pinned the tweet. He has unpinned it since. But with all the drama going on at Manchester United, you don't need this. Mm -hmm. You do it man to man, eye to eye in his office and say, hey, what was that? And it just feels like, like you said, Charlie, that, that would have been a much more serene remedy and it has imploded. It's and now it's three Manchester. managers that have, I think where he's been mistreated under. As far as where you play him and, and but how I'm just at the situation. I'm, I can understand with him being done. I can understand with him. I can understand him being frustrated. As someone who's gotten in trouble for the things he said, I can understand, <laughs> understand being at a breaking point where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let you control the narrative anymore. But it's, it's three managers. Mm -hmm. Not one, not two, three. Since 2021. So What's the constant it, within yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. The common denominator. Yeah, the common denominator. Hey, didn't happen at Dortmund. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's United. Well, they have a big match against Brighton this weekend, so we are going to preview that game um, when we come back from a quick break and some others around Europe as well. Stick around. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash cbssports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash cbssports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. We are looking ahead to the weekend of Premier League action. Here are the notable fixtures. Wolves hosting Liverpool tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern on USA. Manchester United will face Brighton at 10 a.m. on Peacock. Tottenham versus Sheffield United also at 10 a.m. West Ham taking on Man City. Bournemouth versus Chelsea on Sunday and Everton will host Arsenal on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on USA Network. All right, we were chatting about Jaden Sancho and Manchester United, but they have a, a big test against Brighton this weekend, and it hasn't been good for Manchester United. It, it has not been a good start to the season for them, and there's also a lot of off-the-field drama that they are dealing with as well. For Brighton, they are off to a very good start in the Premier League, but they also have European competition coming up midweek the following week, the first time that they'll be playing in Europe, in Europa League. For them, Nico, 
if you're Deserby, how are you how are you approaching this weekend looking ahead to the midweek match? It's the beginning of the season, just like any other game. Best team against Manchester United, best team midweek on Thursday. There's a decent amount of time to recover. The matchup I'm looking forward to the most, Kaoru Mitoma against Wambisaka. Let's see how that matches up. Let's remember just a couple of months ago, towards the end of the season, we got almost back-to-back -back games, I believe, between Manchester United and Brighton, not only in the Prem, where Brighton got United's number, but then another fixture in the FA Cup, the semi-final that Manchester United ended up winning in late in extra time or in penalty kicks? I don't remember, but it went to extra time. Um, but they were very intriguing matchups, dynamic matchups, and Brighton's doing really well. Um, and... I, I like Mitoma. Mitoma. Literally minutes ago, he was just given goal of the month for his goal against Wolves. So he's uh, he's hot. Played well for Japan in the international window. So uh, Japan looking, is also hot. Yeah, <laughs> look, looking blazing. forward to, to to see what Brighton can do against United. Yeah, Charlie, what are your thoughts on the Man Manchester United side of this? Because it just hasn't. It hasn't come together for Eric Ten Hag. No, uh, they need Bruno Fernandez to be to be what he is for Portugal and, and being able to, as a number 10, get into the attacking phase to help Marcus Rashford. And, and I think Hoyland will be able to contribute now that Rashford can go back to his preferred wing spot. And there's been dysfunction. So they have to be strong down the spine. And essentially, if, if they can have, whether it's, you know, Hoyland and then Bruno Fernandes dictating what happens in the attacking half, but more importantly, Casemiro being, being strong in the defensive midfield part, not getting reckless, not being pulled out of position, staying central. This United team has quality players. They just haven't been able to put it together. That's been the problem from the beginning. I mean, this is a tale of two different, you know, styles and two different tactics. You know, Eric Ten Hag has gone on record as saying he wants to be the best transition team in, the, in Europe. He's going to try to play, put on that pressure, send those long balls now to Marcus Rashford, who's going to be on that left. You'd expect uh, Hoyland to be central. Does Scott McTominay maybe get a shot? He's been playing out of his mind for Scotland. Didn't, obviously didn't play incredibly well against England, but who does um, in Europe? And uh, then Eunice Musa McKinney and Adams. I said in Europe. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Uh, but if you look at just the numbers, you know, uh, Brighton, better at goals per match at three versus one, uh, one and a quarter for Manchester United. Shots. 20.75 20 versus 16. Again, uh, Brighton. Field tilt. They keep the ball on their side of the field. They keep uh, possession. More often, 69.8. Possession is 64.7. Goals conceded, 1.5 to 1.7. Just on the numbers alone, this looks like it's going to be an absolute wash for United. But it's at Old Trafford. And they don't like to lose there, but is that are the fan base going to be with them or against them? Because it really feels like everyone is on the fence. There's a lot of tension right now. What's what are we thinking the line is going to be? Because if just say, let's say Amrabat is healthy and he does play, that's the biggest doesn't question. Doesn't sound like he will. Doesn't sound okay, no. fine. Yeah. He's not going to play. There's Maguire start. Okay, fine. But midfield forward, <laughs> um, you've got Eriksen, Casemiro, Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford, Hoyland. We imagine, and then. On the right, you can, you have uh, Garnacho, perhaps. It seems like that's going to be. You don't think he starts Bruno on the right, throws in a McTominay, helps solidify that back line a little bit. Could be. I don't know. I'm maybe. 
Especially if you now have Rashford on the left, you can sort of, if you're Bruno Fernandes, you can float in more central. You don't really have to cover that right-hand side. Juan Bissaka is pretty good at getting up and down. He might stick to his guns, I feel like. Who? Eric Ten Hag? Ten Hag. No, With no, Eriksen. I'm being sarcastic. Of course he will, yeah. <laughs> With Eriksen, well, I, I would see Eriksen could, could move up, and then they'd be McTominay and Casemiro play next to each other. That's what I think. I think Bruno you have, Fernandes to the right. You have McTominay. Even though McTominay's proven to me that he probably should be a little bit more forward, uh, the way he plays for Scotland, but McTominay and Casemiro back there protecting that back line, it looks like that might be your best shot. It's so weird we're talking about a team that Danny Welbeck's playing on as being a good team. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, just, it's new for me. Why, uh, why has he got to catch us? Just right now, the district. He played for United, played for Arsenal. Uh, but he's playing really well under the yeah. Zerbi. We, you won't know I'm a massive fan of uh, the Zerbi's tactics. I, just, I can't imagine if Manchester United go down early oh. in, in this game, what the scenes will be like at, at Old Trafford. They and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this panic meter is going off, and Eric Ten Hag, everyone's looking at him. They've Play Bayern Munich and Champions League the week after. This is the hottest <laughs> at, at United under Ten Hag. This is probably the hottest the panic meter yeah. has been. I don't know in reality where it is, but for sure it's the hottest. 100%. And finished in third. I know. Last season. <laughs> We're talking about this. How many games into this season? This is going to be a long season. I feel Five. like it's, it's too quick to jump. It's United straight to the jugular. It's United. Yeah, yeah. Come. that's a tense group. Comes with the territory. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Before we do, let's take a look at some of the other notable matches around Europe, starting in La Liga. We've got Valencia wow. taking on Atletico Madrid tomorrow at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Barcelona and Real Batis at 3 p.m. And here's a look at some other fixtures around Europe. PSG will take on Nice later today at 3 p.m. on BN Sports. And tomorrow we've got Genoa taking on Napoli right here on the Galazzo Network at 2 p.m. Eastern. All right, we're going to take a break. Felipe Cardenas will join us to chat a little Liga MX when we return. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. Here's a look at the weekend ahead in Liga MX. Tonight, Mazatlan will face Cruz Azul at 8.50 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, El Super Clasico Club America taking on Chivas at 11.10 p.m. Eastern. We will also see Atlas host Tigres at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can watch all of these matches on 2DNA. For more on Liga MX. Did I do that right? Oh, it was close. Thank Actually you. Close. Very close. M-A-X. There you go. You got it. M-A-X. There it is. M-A-X. There we go. We're going to bring in Felipe Cardenas. He doesn't mess it up at all. Hi, Felipe. It's been a minute. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been a while, but I'm happy to be back and happy to be back on a Friday because it's always like the Friday before a bunch of big games and there's a big one in Mexico. There sure is. You didn't wear a footy kit, however, and I'm going to hold okay. that against you. Okay, fine. Next Friday. Next, Next Friday. Friday. It's one of the cardinal sins of Golazo Network to not <laughs> you wear. Must it's one of the How sins. dare you, Felipe? <laughs> I, I would have expected you to rock like a Miguel Almiron kit today. 
Uh, I mean, I, I can't. I'm not a homer. I turned in my fan card with Atlanta 20, in 2018, man. Like, I got to be neutral. But I mean, I already have the jersey I'll wear next Friday. Okay, I got it's a Colombia. Perfect. We look forward to seeing that. All right. So you said it. It's a it's a huge one in Liga MX this weekend. Uh, Chivas and Club America, a super classico. Historically, this is one of the biggest rivalries uh, in soccer. But for people that might not know, can you just kind of explain why it's so important? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said that because it's not just the biggest rivalry game in Mexico. And when you think of world football and, and all the eternal rivalries that we can come up with, Club America against Chivas is the one that stands out from this region. And, and it's up there with some of the biggest rivalries in Europe and South America. And honestly, here in Mexico, uh, you know, you're, you're facing two of the biggest fan bases uh, that the country can support. Chivas probably, perhaps, they, they brag that they're the most supported club in, in the country. Club America has a good argument as there uh, about that as well. But really, this is it. You know, I know and we've been on the show discussing what is the bigger Clasico in Mexico. Is it Tigres Monterrey? Is it Chivas Atlas? I just don't think it gets any bigger than, than the Super Clasico, Chivas and America. And the, and the way that these teams are coming in, uh, says everything about the, the state of their club. We talked. We talked a lot about Chivas having a great year. They started the year winning four of their first five. Now they've lost their last. They haven't won. I'm sorry. They haven't won in their last five games. While Club America started slow and they haven't lost in their last five games. So if Club America gets a win here, they're going to leapfrog uh, Chivas in the standings, and that says everything about how big this game is. Uh, Felipe, obviously Club América, one of the biggest clubs in this hemisphere, right? Everybody knows them. Uh, but Chivas knocked them out uh, in the elimination game in the Clausura last year. Uh, is there is there a maybe added uh, sort of um, you know a rage or or tension now because of that? A little bit of that sort of try to clap back at that lick back game, or is this really just focusing on getting higher up in the position in the table? It's a good question because, you know, some, some of the media members in Mexico were, were upset and unimpressed this week because none of the players were really talking trash. It was pretty interesting. Like, they did a mix zone, a dual mix zone with both clubs. So both players were walking through a mix zone yesterday for, for, for a lot of the press that were in Mexico. And it seemed very tame. And there were some reporters in Mexico saying, like, what's going on? Like, where's the... Honestly, where's the trash talk? This is the biggest rivalry in Mexico. And and to your point, yeah, I think Club America has a lot to gain here. They're not calling it a, re a revenge match uh, at all, honestly. But you could say that it is. You know, I think right now that the team in the better form is Club America. You know, like I mentioned, they haven't lost a game in five. Uh, honestly, the biggest question that they have, because it's a healthy team, both sides are coming in healthy, but the biggest question that I think Club America has is whether their their manager, Andre Jardim, will be on the touchline. Reports are that he'll be there, but he had an emergency surgery for appendicitis just a few days ago. So so that's really the only guy that may be missing. But these are two teams that are that are, that are well-versed, well well-oiled, well-coached, uh, and, I, and I do expect Club America to pull this one out. It's at the Azteca. Although the one, I guess the one bit of trash talk is that uh, Roberto Alvarado, the winger for for Chivas, says that he that Chivas always feels at home at the Azteca. So Ooh. I guess we've got that. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Felipe, let's go to Major League Soccer, where Atlanta United are hosting Inter Miami. Do we think that Lionel Messi will will actually play in this match, given he was rested against Bolivia? And how do you think that? Inter-Miami are going to approach this game, playing on turf, 
Tata Martino coming back to his, his former club, Joseph Martinez, who had a brace against uh, LA United early this year in May. H how do you th see them going to, to Atlanta and attacking this LA United side, having beaten them 4-0 in League's Cup? Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out in just about 45 minutes here uh, when Tata Martino speaks to reporters in South Florida about Messi's availability. From what I understand, Messi is back in South Florida and he's training normally. Uh, as you know, I spoke to Tata Martino on Tuesday and, and I asked him about Messi's availability for this game on September 16th tomorrow. And he was pretty cagey with me. You know, he wouldn't say whether, you know, he was uh, going to start or how much he was going to play. But he did say that the most important thing for, for in this situation with Leo Messi is is protecting the player and making sure and this this is a quote making sure he doesn't worsen any sort of situation which tells me you know worse than what is is there an injury perhaps that they're not you know being too public about but i think he's going to play i really do think this came down to just fatigue and, and all you know all the games that leo messi has played uh with inter miami and then go, having to go to world cup qualifying with argentina uh you know tactically you know i i think tata will will look at this game and, and want to wait a little bit you know atlanta united at home is they come out like a bull at a, in a bullfight in in the first five five to fifteen minutes and they really want to put it on you and i'm sure that tactically Tactically, Tata will just want to wait, and 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 perhaps we'll see Facundo Farias, you know, up top with Messi again. Facundo Farias being the player that can run at a defense in transition, and, and really press. And so I think that may be what we see, and then allowing Inter Miami to just settle on the turf, like you mentioned, Charlie. It's going to be they're going to have to adapt to the speed of that turf, uh, and just the environment too. So I think Tata will not want to go out there and just lose the game in the first 15 minutes. And you've as you've seen a lot of a good opponent in Atlanta, FC Cincinnati being the last one. You know, they, they went down early, Cincinnati, but then they won the game in the second half. And so that's I think that's the blueprint when you go play this Atlanta side at Mercedes-Benz. Felipe, what's the pulse in Atlanta like to host Messi and Inter-Miami right now? Listen, this weekend here, there's a huge music festival called Music Midtown, which is like Atlanta's Lollapalooza. That's happening this weekend. You've got Messi coming in town. The first lady, Jill Biden, is here as well. There's a lot going on in Atlanta. And I think the pulse on the game is this is one that everyone has been waiting for. And, and Atlanta United hasn't promoted the game as any special game because I think they're just taking it uh, business as usual. But you know, expect a huge crowd. I think there will be a record-breaking crowd up to 72-plus, 72,000-plus people there. Oh, wow. uh, and some big names, I think, in the suites are going to be there as well. And so this is a huge moment. Brad Guzan telling me yesterday that this is a moment. This is a moment where I think he, he believes that they'll look back on this and say, this you know, this could define our season. The 4-0 win that Charlie mentioned, you know, Brad Guzan mentioned that as well. And he said, we just didn't get close to anybody. So I think that's part of this storyline. Can Atlanta United, you know, be more physical and not just be a finesse technical type of team? Because if you don't get physical against Inter Miami, they're going to settle in. They're going to find Messi, and and that's trouble. Felipe, are you going to be there? I will. I will oh, be there. Oh man! Are you going to be dressed as a French sailor? <laughs> <laughs> if I, I just need the beret. I, I need the beret. You are missing right? the beret. Or maybe, maybe a mime. Maybe a, a more oh, like a mime. Oh, that's good. Yes, let's paint your face. One. This one. Uh, also, I know I gave you shtick about not having a footy kit on, but Nico pointed out to me that you are, are basically wearing the 2011 France Away kit right now. Oh, my God, oh, yeah. This. So I love it. I think it counts. Uh, it's pretty close. Right? Look at that. that is it's, a classic kit. Too. Look at that. Yeah, I actually clean. love that. I want one, mm. and now I want to go find one. The sleeve length is 
great. I, I have that kit. Oh, and what? a friend, a friend of mine stole too. it. <gasps> I just I wore it for like Rude. a Halloween dress as a French sailor, and then suddenly it disappeared, it's Felipe, gone. and I found it in my friend's you closet. You need to get that back. Bonjourne. How do you lose the shirt you wear? <laughs> don't don't ask beaucoup, me to speak French. <laughs> hey, merci beaucoup, bonjour. Hey, no we appreciate you, Felipe. Have fun at the match, okay? We'll chat next take week, care. I'm sure. Stay up. Bon chance. All right, we're gonna take a break. Guess what we're bringing back? Quoi? 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 Qué? Oui. Quoi? Miko knows. Yeah. Coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. We're bringing it back, everybody. It's been a minute since Nico Cantor has regaled us with his extensive knowledge. So we are thrilled to bring back Nico knows. Yes. yes. And you know what? Alexis kind of knows also. And I, I want to take yes. a little word, kind of, because you deserve some respect. Alexis and I have a list of... Uh, you of have players. a list. I have a list of the things that I didn't know and Alexis stumped me on. <laughs> and it's a growing Which list. Which is low-key disrespectful. Yeah. My, but my, my, <laughs> my, all right, I'm going to yeah. take that as, as yeah. a compliment. And it's not all food, for those of you watching. <laughs> no, but, but, but Alexis, you know, he's got stuff in his back pocket. He does. Like he's going to show later this segment. So, he does. Uh, Let's get started on, in Greece, actually. Okay. Uh, Olympiakos Pireus against AK Athens. It's the greater metropolitan area of Greece. AK Athens, Matias Almeida's team, Ooh. were reigning Greek Oh, I champions loved that guy. With some Chivas shouts, not only Orbelin Pineda, but Rodolfo Pizarro, former of Inter Miami, is at uh, AK Athens. They're the ones that lost out in the oh, Champions there is. League there's, playoffs. There's... Almeida. Almeida in the back. They just oh. lost out in the Champions League playoff to Royal Antwerp, and they didn't make the Champions oh, League group stage. Oh, good fashion there. He looks great. Not bad. He grew so the hair back. It, it, it's What's an intense rivalry. What's the name? Where, where is that stadium? Ah, the AK Stadium. Yeah. I don't know the, the name okay. exactly, but it's in Athens. Georgios Karaiskakis is the one for Olympiakos. Um, stop me there. But uh, it, it's a really heated and intense rivalry, so that's one to keep an eye on. Moving on to Argentina in Córdoba, specifically Talleres, who had a great end to the season. They're playing a cup right now. It's a Copa de la Liga. It's kind of like a Leagues Cup. There's a group stage, and then there's a knockout stage. Talleres killed it. They finished second on the River last season, but they're playing local rivals, Instituto, who have just managed to make the jump from second division to first division. Instituto, by the way, is where the played. So um, it's it's going to be a heated matchup because we don't often get first division top flight Tajeris versus Instituto, so expect there to be a lot of fireworks. Did, how long did he play at Instituto? Very little. When he was young, he went to Italy, to Palermo. Um, so, yeah, it should be a fun one. That one's on Paramount Plus, by the way. Cool. Very and nice. uh, give me respect because you did it under. In the, yeah, look at that. Now I get to talk. This is the best part. Well of the done. Uh, <laughs> and this is Alexis kind of knows. Uh, and I want to I want to update everyone on the Canadian permit. Oh, there it is. 
I love the uh, the digitized planet. I want to update everyone on the Canadian Premier League uh, because I mentioned when I first talked about the Canadian Premier League, one of the reasons I love it is because it is a bid to build up the quality of football in their own country, and I think that's exactly right. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs. Cavalry FC up in the top position with 43 points. They've already clinched. Kind of, and I'll explain why. They've already clinched. Atletico Ottawa currently in the uh, um, in fourth position. HFX Wanderers in uh, uh, fifth, and six is York. Sixth, just about butting into those playoffs. You got to be in the top five. 32, 33, and 33 points there. Uh, the last three matches. Uh, Atletico Ottawa has only scored uh, one point, has only gained one point from their matches. HFX Wanderers only one point. York United six. So they're. Momentum is carrying them into the playoffs potentially. And again, the reason I say potentially is because there's this thing in the Canadian Premier League. In order to qualify for the playoffs, it doesn't just matter where you finish in the table. You have to have 2,000 minutes what? played by U21 Canadian domestic wow. players. Get out of here. And that, to Epic. me, is genius. You have to have 2,000 minutes logged by domestic U21, and not off loans. If you get them off loans, they're not players of your team. They only qualify for 1,000 minutes, regardless of how many minutes you play them. Uh. So it is a bid to play wow. your domestic wow. players. Only one team so far has already Reached. knocked that number out, and that's Pacific FC, a team in the playoffs but not, uh, not at the top. I would, How great would that be in MLS? It would be an incredible requirement. I imagine in Canada they get it done. It's awesome, but I f imagine like last match day, throw on the youngsters. <laughs> Cavalry FC right now have not clinched it. They're on track to do it based on, the, based on their starting lineups. Wow. That's so interesting. But they have not, they have not uh, reached that qualifier yet. I think that would be amazing in America. Great stuff. Do that in MLS. Hey, look. Look at Alexa. Domestic Alexa's kind of knowing. Domestic U21 players. Domestic U21 players. Say something, Charlie. <laughs> Alexis, if I were to get a kit from uh -huh. the Canadian Premier League, which one would you recommend I get? Which one is the, the swaggiest? Because I feel like I need to board this train. Valor FC, to Valor me, is looks, like... I like the name. That's like the Venice. They, yeah. They're the okay. classy okay. social kits. But HFX Wanderers, mm -hmm. to me, have the dopest kits. Okay. Sorry, York. I know York. Uh, well, I'm going to send me a kit. Well, I'll take that as well. Uh, but, but HFX Wanderers, low key, have the coolest badge, the coolest kit. Okay. Shouts to Halifax. Halifax is a party town if you've never been to Halifax. Let's oh, go. It's hot there. It's only like, it's just not snowing for like two weeks there. They party. I'm on board. Um, well done, guys, both of you. Yes, thank you. Great work. Glad we, glad we brought that one back. All right, we're going to take a break. Plenty more to come on Morning Footy when we return. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Here's a look at your weekend footy fix. Later today, Bayern Munich will take on Leverkusen at 2.30 p.m. You can watch that on ESPN Plus. PSG versus Nice, also at 2.30 on BN. We end the night with Tijuana versus Toluca, 11 p.m. on 2DNA. Then on Saturday... Wolves taking on Liverpool, 7.30 a.m. on USA. Manchester United versus Brighton at 10 a.m. on Peacock. We have the Hudson River Derby at 3.30 p.m. And Atlanta United will take on Inter Miami at 5 p.m. You can watch those math 
matches on Apple TV Plus. And then Sunday morning, we've got Bournemouth versus Chelsea, 9 a.m. on USA. Roma taking on Empoli in Serie A, 2.45 p.m. That match on Paramount Plus. And for more on some of these games of the weekend, we are delighted to bring in the one and only Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I thought I was going to get some walkout music there, but apparently we're not doing any walkout. No, no, you did. You can't hear it. They played Yakety Sacks. I can't hear it. Yes. Okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, listen, I feel like I should have some choices here with regard to my walkout music. We can talk about that another time. But yes, very excited. So many derbies this weekend, so many big games. And if you guys don't mind, I'm an LA native and really start to want to talk about El Trafico, LAFC versus the LA Galaxy. Go Go for it. Unbelievable, unbelievable game because LAFC should be playing a lot better than they are. They've lost three straight games in the league. I was down in LA for the Inter-Miami Messi game. And even in that one, they should have got a result. They didn't. They lost 3-0, which really wasn't reflective of the game overall. But Messi's going to Messi, right? We already know that. We've seen it countless times so far when he's wearing the pink jersey. LAFC, though, I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of it. They lost to the Timbers this past weekend, and they're not very good in defensive transition. The fun part is the Galaxy aren't very good in defensive transition either. They gave up two early goals to St. Louis last weekend and came back to tie that one 2-2. And, of course, we know this game is always crazy. It doesn't matter how either team is playing. And the Galaxy only lost one out of their last 12 in the league, the four points out of the last playoff spot with eight games to go. And that's without Chicharito up top. They signed Billy Sharp, a free transfer for Sheffield United. He's got two goals and four assists. The big question, I think, for Greg Vanny, the coach of the Galaxy, is do you start him? Because he has been playing well, and he does have a knack for scoring big goals. Or do you keep going with Dejan Jovalic, who gets himself in great spots but is lacking that finishing ability right now? This is going to be a great game, though. I expect a lot, a lot of goals. Amazing. All right, so let's get to um, some of your picks for for the weekend. What are some of the the ones that you're looking at for on on Saturday? Let's focus on Saturday and then and then Sunday. Okay. All right. So on Saturday, hold on. I, I had I was ready for you with Bayer Bayer Munich Bayer Leverkusen today, but you know what? We'll skip that one because that one's going to be a great game. Fun fact: I like well, you Bayer Leverkusen. Picks to get the on that job. one too. I'm going to make it quick, Suzanne. I'm just going to make it quick. Listen, I love the Bundesliga, and I don't really like Thomas Tuchel. I just don't think watching his team's <laughs> play is any fun whatsoever. So you're not going to get the popcorn out on this one. But I love Xavi Alonso of Bayer Leverkusen, one of my favorite managers in the world right now. I like them to go to Bayern, into Munich, at the Allianz, and get a result here. Win or draw for them is plus 150. That is tremendous, tremendous value. So I like that one. Now, talking about Saturday... I'm tiptoeing into another area with one of my favorite managers, Susanna. I'm going with Andre Postacoglu mm. at Spurs. I really love what he's done, and I really feel like the team is being an extension of his personality. He's cool, he's calm, he's composed. And when you think about how they used to play under Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho, frantic, chaotic, it just looked like they're chill, and they're having a great time, and, and they've been playing great. Three, three wins, one draw. The ticket on Sheffield United at home. You give someone like Andre enough time to to prepare for a team like Sheffield, who honestly are one of the worst teams in the Premier League. They give up a ton of chances. I like Spurs to get to the results, but so do the bookies. So you have to spice it up a little bit. I, I like Spurs that. to win to nil plus 115. If you think that somehow Sheffield United are going to score and Spurs are going to Spurs at some point during this game, then Spurs to win and both teams to score is plus 165. That's a little sexier, but I think that they're not going to give up any goals in this. I just think they've been excellent on both sides of the ball, and I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. Suzanne, I'm a, f- I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of Ange 
pasta card He's, as well. Oh goodness! <laughs> have you met Have you met Ange, Jimmy? Have you ever? Because I I, I, I feel like I just yeah. want to like hang out with this dude, maybe totally. crack a few beers and. and He's straightforward. I like right? it. Right? Um, Jimmy, can I throw a curveball your way? I really like your picks, and but I want you to double down on LAFC LA Galaxy. Would you recommend not only not over 2.5 goals, over 3.5 goals? I would consider it. I know the last time these two teams played on July 4th, it was 2-1 at the Rose Bowl. Ricky Pooch show, right? He scored uh, a good goal, and, and uh, he held up his jersey like he was Leo Messi, which I think deserves its own conversation. But uh, <laughs> this one is so unpredictable, but there's always goals. So over three and a half feels pretty safe, all things considered, especially, as I mentioned before, both teams are pretty bad in defensive transition. And, and because LAFC in particular, one of the best counterattacking teams in MLS, I think that's some good value, especially at home. Jimmy, what are your thoughts on the Milan Derby? Who you got there? That's a great one. Listen, Alexis, I like that. Throw me right into the Milan Derby. Listen, I'll say this. <laughs> that's a great game. This is a great game. In, in, in Inter's 114-year history, they have never beaten AC Milan in five consecutive league encounters. And that could happen this weekend that is wild so i'm kind of leaning towards ac milan is due so i like the value a lot with them milan to win or draw minus 150 not too bad there what i do like about simone and zaghi's team inter in particular has their identity got to the champions league final they know who they are they know what they're about latoro has scored eight goals in this derby that's third all time for an inter player him to score any time is plus 140 Something to look into. And then Christian Pulisic, can he show up in this game? I know he's done it against some of the other teams, but this is the big one. And obviously AC Milan and Stefano Pioli are trying to reestablish their identity and, and a stranglehold on this particular derby. So it's going to be a great game. And uh, I look forward to this one. I don't know what the score is going to be, but uh, I kind of like some of the other fun ones like Lazaro scoring anytime plus 140. Ooh, these are good. Jimmy, you're, you are a pro. He really is. And rocking the Jamaica jersey, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, show some respect. Hey, Friday. Top yes. man. You're a top man. Jimmy got He's some top. Are you going? You are you going to El Trafico? Are you going to be there? Uh, I am not. I'm going to watch it the comforts of my own home. Yeah. Very nice. Good it's going to be you. great. There's too many derbies. Too many derbies. Too many, way too one. many derbies. This is the weekend of derbies. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much for the time. Guys, thanks for watching. Have Love a fantastic guys. weekend. Enjoy all the soccer. We'll see you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.